ears only can hear us through the night. For your ears only, this podcast just ain't right. You can learn so much from us, so much you never knew. Fields becoming part of you. For your ears only, only for you. You'll hear from Matt and Scott as well, and then say what the hell for your ears only, only for you. This nonsense here from South Richfield will make you want to run and squeal only for you. Only for you. And now, Her Royal Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. Greetings. You are listening to the Season 4 premiere of the South Richfield podcast featuring Scott Luther and Matthew Comer. Good day. Hello out there in South Richfield. This is Scott Luther. And Matt Coma. And you're listening to the South Richfield Podcast. Sorry, it's been a, it's been a long time since we've done a podcast. It's been since June, Matt. That long? Wow. We've been celebrating my birthday that long? <laughs> we, we decided to take the time off between our two birthdays, uh, kind of as our summer hiatus, except it's uh, well, not a couple months too long. Yes. Hey, well, you just had your birthdays. What are you... Uh... You're 81 now, is that right? 82, 82, man. 82, 80, yep, that's 82. right. You're always a year older than I am. <laughs> so ha- happy birthday. Thanks, thanks. What'd you guys do to celebrate? Um, we, had, we had a soccer game that day, and uh, then we went to the new Cozumel and Richfield. This is the big news, Matt. Ooh. You know that Cozumel that's been opening soon for over a year? It's on Brexville yes. Road by the old BP. It used to be a... So, for you non-Richfield listeners, there was a Burger King in Richfield many years ago. And it did not last all that long. Eventually, it turned into a family restaurant called Memories. And, Matt, I don't know if you and your family ever ate there when it was Memories. Never went to the Burger King. Never went to Memories. Okay. Well, (laughs) you weren't missing much. (laughs) So, this place in uh, this Mexican restaurant. Memory closed down maybe two, three years ago. And under construction, opening soon, Cozumel Restaurant, Mexican. There's one in Broadview Heights at the corner of 82 and Broadview. And we go there quite a bit. And uh, we see Cozumel opening in Richfield soon. Well, it just opened after like a year of construction or whatever. So now you and your family, when you go visit your parents, have another place in Richfield to wander off to. I don't know if your parents like Mexican. 
My mom loves Cozumel salsa. Okay. Now she's so a, she, she she's a lot closer. She has a yeah, she's a lot closer. Yeah, that whole stretch there, that's that's a tough spot. It has the world's biggest along that stretch on twenty, the world's biggest uh subway <laughs> <laughs> subway sandwich shop, not just a regular subway. It it's, is it, it's on the site of the former uh Dairy Queen and uh Putt Putt Golf location, yeah. right? Yes, the golfette, the Richfield Golfette. The golfette, yeah. Yeah. That and, was there uh, when my mom it, and dad it, were in high school. <laughs> It was. Well, there had to be a lot of memory. I know that was where I had my very first date. Oh, yeah? Who were who it, was that with? It, it was a double date. Uh, it was uh, with Patty McDermott. Ooh. And we were going there with Fred Peel and Heather Kane. Okay. And I think, is that all we did? Just the putt-putt? I guess so. But yeah, there was that was always in the backdrop there. But now leveled, and now the world's biggest, fanciest, all red brick subway sandwich shop. That subway is huge. There's a lot of seating inside, and I did go there last week. It was lunchtime. It was about twelve, maybe eleven forty-five, and the line was out the door literally. It was all the way to the door, and I parked my car. Walked up, saw how long the slide was, and I left. <laughs> They're all coming from, like, there's not a ton of offices there, but there's some down. Brexville's building up a little bit along 21. They're tearing down the VA hospital, and they're going to put in a mixed uh, commercial office retail type area there called, like, uh, Valor Acres. And I think it's because VA... For the VA hospital and uh, Valor Acres both start with V and A. <laughs> well, that makes sense. And veterans, you know, they exhibited Valor. Yes, they did. <laughs> no, so maybe they did as well. So, yeah. Well, there's a, there used to be the Richfield Family Restaurant. That got leveled I, like a couple weeks ago. It did. I loved going there. It was just a, a diner, maybe almost a greasy spoon, but I, I just always loved going there. Yeah, we used to deliver eggs there, if I'm not mistaken. My dad would. Way back. That that was way back. Hey, speaking of Fred Peel, I know you brought his name up on your double date. Yeah. Nolan. He, 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 Nolan. He was a good kisser. I was told. I, I, no, I wasn't dating him. Oh, that's what you heard from Heather? Yeah. Not that not there's anything wrong with it, though. So, so Heather and you compared notes, and Patty and Fred compared notes. I guess. <laughs> well, uh, Fred's sister, Kelly, who was only a year ahead of us, she is Nolan's language arts teacher at the middle school now. All right. Yeah, yeah. We just had a parent-teacher conference with her uh, last week. So How'd it go? Everything all going all right? Yeah, it's going fine. You know, sixth grade, finding your way. He's doing, he's doing a good job. So I wonder far. if the teachers at the teachers' conference just give a rote answer for every child. You know, yeah, they're, they're, everything's fine. Everything's good. They're doing well. I love having them in class. You know, it's always the same thing. Uh, you know, my wife's a teacher, so I should probably ask her. <laughs> do you always say the same thing? I think it's more individualized. I mean, they don't do conferences for every single kid. They select people 
parents they want to talk to. So we, we did get selected. Oh, and, congratulations. Uh, thank you. And it was two teachers. So we saw his uh, language arts teacher and his math teacher. And, uh, you know, just a couple low concerns, but his grades have been fine. It's just uh, attention, organization, that sort of thing. More more attention, staring off into space. <laughs> you should, at the, that point, you tell the teacher, well, quit being so damn boring. <laughs> <laughs> Anything exciting happening in your life right now, Matt? Well, right now, right now, the Anthony Wayne Fighting Generals just completed their first ever 10 and 0 football season. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, I think they're division two. And, uh, my daughter, Sydney is in the marching band. She plays bass drum. So, uh, that's kind of been a big uh, thing going on in our lives, going to the football games and watching her, um, march and, um, play. So that I tell you this band, is amazing it's better than some college bands that i've seen but the football team is amazing too the all these teams that they've played look like giants compared to them there there's not a lot of big kids i'd be surprised if there's many kids over six feet on this team but they blow other teams out they run some i would say a a, a run option um type of offense but just a couple of years ago they were, they finished three and seven, four and six, two and eight, and then they got this new coach and same kids basically, but it's like a switch has been thrown. And the way that has energized the community is amazing. So the the stands stay full for all four quarters. Wow. <laughs> Versus at halftime, when everybody leaves, but just the band parents stick around to watch the kids. So they're division two. Division two, which they have to be a large division two because each grade has about 400 kids in it, or each class has about 400 kids in it. Now, this is interesting, Matt, so I just found it. They're ranked second. They're, they're the number two seed in the playoffs. They're going to play Valley Forge out here in Parma in the first round of the playoffs uh, this coming Friday. And I think it's a home game for them. Uh, it says... To be announced where? Okay. I don't know. I I don't know where it is. But anyway, uh, over... So this is Region 6. And if uh, if you guys don't know, each division has four regions. You've got eight teams making the playoffs in each region. So you, got, you have 32 football teams in this playoffs. Our good friend Dave Barda, his Kings Knights... They went nine and one, just like Anthony Wayne. They're over in Region Seven, if I'm not mistaken. Region Seven? No, Region Eight. They're in Region Eight, and they are ranked second, also. So, oh, that's what division are they? They're Division Two. So you guys could division end up. Two. You could okay. meet in a semifinals. All right. Possibly, or the finals, I guess. Oh, just a little correction there. The again, the Anthony Wayne Generals went ten and zero. Perfect oh, season. Perfect season. Well, you yeah. said that. No, you said that at the beginning. Oh, all right. I, I messed up because I said just like you. Oh, the okay. Kings Knights went. Hey, that's all right. Nine and so one. So they they could play each other in the semifinals or some or the finals. I don't know which side of the bracket they're going to end up on. 
Yeah, Revere had a better season than, than they have uh, recently. Uh, last year, I think they won two games. So they surpassed that. It's an improvement. Study improvement. Well, great. Yeah, the soccer teams are doing great. They Both the boys and the girls won their districts over the weekend. Won so, districts? Wow. Yeah, so they're on to regionals. And they're at Division Three, right? Uh, soccer is Division Two. All right. Football has football has what six divisions now? It's crazy. No, in Ohio, football has seven divisions. <laughs> That's crazy. That is. Soccer doesn't have that many. Wonder how they make the distinction there. About what? How many About, divisions? Yeah, I mean, because when you get into those lower divisions. It's got to be, oh, you have uh, 20 kids in your, your Division 7. You have 25, your Division 6, you know? Right, yeah. I have a, a guy I work with, it works in a, or uh, his kids go to Mil- a school called Miller City, which is out in Putnam County out here. And I think they have 28 kids per per grade in their Division 6. So I can't imagine what Division 7 is. Two kids. Well, what did you guys do uh, this summer? We went, Matt, up to Traverse City, Michigan. It was a delightful uh, trip up north. We went to the Sleepy Bear Dunes and uh, rented some kayaks and went out on Grand Traverse Bay. Had a had a little house right on right on the lake. It had its own private beach. It was very nice. It's a it's a charming town. I, I actually had a lot of fun. There was a lot of stuff we we didn't get to see. How about Traverse you? City is in that whole area of Michigan, uh, Glen Arbor, the Sleepy Bear Dunes. It's one of my all-time favorite areas. Yeah, you were just up there fishing, weren't you? That's right. Uh, actually, a couple weekends ago, um, and, and then two weekends prior to that, Jack and I went fishing for salmon up there. It's the salmon run at this time of year. And then uh, Jack, Penny, and I went up. Just, again, just two weeks ago. Man. That was really interesting. It was supposed to be just Jack and myself that were going to go again. And Penny asked if she could come at the last second. And I'm not going to say no. Of course not. <laughs> but we were going to do, do something a little bit different this time. We were going to get waders and go out in, into the rivers and fish that way versus uh, trying to catch the salmon from the bank. And it's crazy up in that area. It's it's smaller rivers, and these fish are like easily over three feet long. And to see fish that big in those rivers that small, it's startling. Well, anyway, it was originally supposed to be just uh, Jack and myself going up to this uh, hotel that we booked. It was one of these uh, hotels that was built in, or motel, roadside motel built in the 1940s era. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... um, it, it, where each room had a different theme. And when I called up, I, I asked, uh, you know, it's going to be just myself and a child. And uh, they said, so one bed or two. <laughs> well, I'll take two beds, please. So <laughs> I don't know what kind of outfit you're running here, but two beds, please. Well, so, they probably figured if it was a little kid, like a three-year-old or something, you know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> So, again, it's one of these 40s-era places, that uh, these roadside motels. Every room kind of had its own theme. And uh, I didn't check online what room we had. I just knew it was room number two. 
So uh, as we're driving up there, for us, it's about a five, not quite a five-hour drive. Well, it stops five hours, let's say. A five-hour drive up there. About an uh, hour out, uh, Penny calls up and, and says, uh, we're, we're going to be checking in a little bit later. It's like uh, 8 o'clock or so that we'll be checking in. And uh, the lady says, that's fine. You have room number two. That's the cowgirl room. <laughs> the cowgirl <laughs> room. The cow. I didn't know if I heard that right. So <laughs> we finished the drive up there, and, and we we pull in, and in the window there's two cowgirl boots that are sitting out, <laughs> right right in the window for display. I think, oh my god, what are we getting into here? We enter the room, and there's a lasso <laughs> on the wall. There's cowgirl hats. There's uh. Uh, ladies in pictures in various states, and then there's uh, a whole bunch of literature on the on the wall, like uh, finding your inner woman and exploring thyself. And I think, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> so the people who run the place could not have been nicer, of but the course. room we had was maybe about the size of um, maybe a Glen Karen walk-in closet. <laughs> And the beds that we had weren't weren't beds; they were two cots, really, literally army cots. So we're looking at this, and we're just taking off boots and uh, trying to settle in, and bumping into each other while we do it. We decide to push the two cots together, all hop in because you know it's a it's a late night, <laughs> so we're back to one bed anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. But it- because Penny was there, it wasn't so creepy. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the weird, this, it's this tiny little room that we had, and uh, we're trying to get our waiters on and all that sort of stuff, just bumping into each other. We just had to do everything outside. The, the motel had this community room that was much bigger, and it was actually really nice. It had this big TV on the wall, a fireplace, and I would definitely go back there again. Uh, and, again, the, the proprietors couldn't have been nicer. The Duneswood Resort Motel is what the place was. Is that in Glen Arbor? It is in Glen Arbor, which you look out the back window of the room and you actually see the Sleepy Bear Dunes. Yeah, and is the lake on the other side then? Exactly, like right on the other side. Like I climbed up those dunes, Matt. I didn't climb up as high as I possibly could because I got tired. Yes. That's quite a hike up sand. Yeah. You're like walking sideways um, to try to get up there. And I I was out of breath like halfway up. Oh, I know. You don't think you could be that tired. But the view was but the beautiful. Trick, the, the view is, is breathtaking. The trick is to find somebody else's footsteps and just follow in those footsteps on okay. the way up. And once you get up there, you think, oh, I'm going to see Lake Michigan right over the other side. No. <laughs> no. You have to walk like a, a mile or A mile. Right. To go to see the other side of these dunes. These things are, I don't know how right. high they are, Matt, but it was funny because... Uh, we, we went, and the kids went up as well. Nolan climbed up like halfway and then decided he needed his shoes. So he went running back down, got his shoes on, and came back up again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I wish I had that much energy. And you're still trudging along trying to get up there. <sighs> Did you uh, happen to stop in Frankenmuth along the way? No, we did not. Oh. But we've been there before. Did you guys stop and see the the world's 
biggest Christmas store? Yes, we we went and spent uh, one night in Frankenmuth, and went to the world's biggest Christmas Christmas store. And I haven't been there since I was a kid. I bet we we dropped close to three hundred dollars on Christmas stuff at this store. It's like insane ornaments for any theme, anything you can think of. They have an ornament for it. We bought and it's room after room it's, after it's just, room. It's ginormous. It, this you place. Think, I, I've reached the end of it. No, you've got this whole other wing you got to go through. Yeah, I mean they have a they have rooms for like tree toppers. Okay, here's the tree top. They give you a map when you walk in of of all the different areas of the store. So we uh, we lost our kids at, at one point. We're all lost. We're calling each other. But we got a new angel for the top of the tree because we've kind of been improvising for a couple years. Bought some ornaments, bought some gifts for people, that sort of thing. And then after that, we went to Zender's restaurant, which is a Frankenmuth chicken joint. World famous chicken. World famous chicken. There's two there's so there's two chicken restaurants right across the street from each other. Zender's and the Bavarian Inn. And the menu's pretty much the same. You have this chicken, fried chicken, but that's not what totally impressed me, Matt. If you order a chicken dinner, there's the first course before the chicken. So I ordered the chicken dinner. And out came a stoli bread, which is kind of a, a fruity bread type thing with raisins and stuff in it. Cottage cheese, coleslaw. I'm trying to remember what else. I should have been prepared for this. Uh, buttered noodles. This this was a side dish. Buttered noodles, um, mashed potatoes and gravy, succotash. It was. I took a picture. Or I should have taken a picture. I've seen pictures online. You can go search like Zenders, Z-E-H-N-D-E-R-S, and put chicken dinner. And the amount of food you get is unbelievable. And we, <laughs> she brought my food out, and then she brought me like four pieces of chicken with all these, all these sides. It filled up the whole table. She's like, do you want white or dark? And I'm like, I, I, white? And she's like, okay, I'm going to go put in your second order. So, and then she brought me like three more pieces. So it's pretty, it's pretty much, it's all you can eat chicken. And I it's tried. It's nonstop food. And you, it's one of those places where you wish that you just could keep eating. <laughs> yeah, you do. And I had, I, I took what I couldn't eat back to the hotel and I snacked on it uh, after we got after we got to uh, the house we rented in Traverse City because I still had food left. So it, w- it was wonderful. <laughs> I want to drive back up to Frankenmuth. Just to have the chicken. We, now, when we went up there with the kids, uh, I went up there twice, once with a, a previous girlfriend and then once with uh, the family here, and we went to the Bavarian Inn. Yes. And like you said, it's... I think it's the same style of food. It's like this family style service and just unending portions. And the waitresses are all dressed in, I guess, Bavarian gear. Yes. Uh, 
And uh, I think the gentlemen were Lederhosen. Yeah. If I'm remembering right. And uh, in the Zen, you can walk all over. The, but the, the, the thing there is, is the food. It's comfort food. It's not, you're not going there for a five-star meal, but it's the, it's the experience, really. Yeah, it's the amount of food. It's, there, there is like a, a flavor scale. <laughs> it's just everything kind of tastes the same after a while. Yeah. Well, some uh, guy but, was yelling at the uh, manager that he, you know, he, he did not like the food. And he was complaining about it. And he's he said he had better food. He wouldn't give it to his dog, I think is what he said. And <laughs> oh, wow. And... He was very upset, and I was listening to this, and uh, the waitress came over, and, you know, she was very nice, and the staff was extremely nice, but this is, I mean, it's a family-owned place, and it's, you're not there to get a, a five-star meal. You're there for this, this, like I said, comfort food, and all-you-can-eat <laughs> portions, it's it's more the experience. Yeah. And there's a lot of other stuff that's going on there as well. You can walk around the, the town and there's uh, lots fudge. of shops to see. and yeah. Homemade fudge? Yeah. Homemade meats and sausages? <laughs> breweries? Huge breweries um, in Michigan. Michigan is just sick with breweries and distilleries and uh, wineries all over the place, especially up in that the Traverse City area. Yeah. There's oh, a ton, the there's that Leelanau Peninsula, which is even is north of that. Again, just a, a, a beautiful place to go and to stay. So I highly recommend it to anybody looking for some place to check out. Yeah, we drove up to the point of that peninsula and went to that lighthouse up there, and then we ran into a, a family from Chile, and this little boy came up to us and said, "Would you like me to take your picture?" Then his family caught up with him, and he was probably eight years old. His family caught up to him, and we found out they're they're from Chile, and they had flown into New York, and they were going to drive across the country, and then back to Chile. So it was nice meeting them, and they gave us a gift. Uh, the wife made made the husband run out to their car, and in they have a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Go, go get two. Go get two of them. Go get two gifts for the because it was." Uh, it was our family, uh, Dave and Heidi and their kids, and uh, Ray and Karen, my in-laws. And the husband came back and had two huge chocolate bars that are from Chile. It was a it was a Nestle brand, but it was Chilean. And I can't remember what it was, but it was we ate it when we got back, and it was great. <laughs> chocolate from Chile. And you know, the, it, down in, in Chile right now, they're, they're saying, those Americans, we gave them that chocolate, and they didn't give us anything in return. <laughs> well, they uh, Rachel did get their email address and everything, so I don't know if she ever wrote to them. She was going to send pictures that we took. And of course, Matt, the little boy plays Fortnite, just like the kids up here. <laughs> Everything's Fortnite. Man, that is taking over the world. And they're all doing their dances and yeah, everybody everywhere. You go to any any soccer game, any football game, all the kids are flossing. 
everybody's <laughs> yeah even the ohio state marching band did you see that i saw that that was pretty sweet that is yeah, awesome <laughs> hey matt did you hear about this thing going on at disney world no what's that it's unbelievable so there's uh i guess disney disney has become one of the you know disney's disney's theme parks have always ranked among the most popular vacation spots for decades. But for some guests, the resorts are much more of a vacation spot. Some people want to spend the rest of their lives there. So they become a a resting place for many people's ashes. Ooh. So employees at Disneyland in Anaheim and in Disney World in Orlando told the Wall Street Journal that the parks have become a favorite spot for visitors to scatter the cremated ashes of their loved ones. A Disney Mm. spokeswoman said that such scattering of ashes on company property was strictly prohibited and unlawful, adding that guests attempting to do so with the remains of family members or friends will be escorted off property but of course as you can imagine that hasn't stopped some uh, guests from going to great lengths like smuggling ashes into the parks via prescription pill bottles and makeup compacts to ensure their loved ones can spend eternity at the happiest places on earth according to the report Uh, employees told the journal that it happens about once a month and that human ashes have been spread in flower beds and shrubbery inside the parks and classic attractions like the Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion <laughs> are also popular depositories. Uh, one Disneyland custodian is quoted as saying, the Haunted Mansion probably has so much human ashes in it that it's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, those hoping to honor the Disney-loving dearly departed in the shadow of Cinderella Castle or Splash Mountain might be disappointed. When it does happen... Employees are required to temporarily close the attraction due to technical difficulties while custodians use an ultra-fine vacuum to clean up the ashes. So unless you're hoping to have grandma or grandpa spend eternity inside an elaborate dirt devil and (laughs) you possibly be removed from a theme park that you've paid over $100 to enter, uh, it might be best to consider the park's for another life milestone, such as a proposal or a wedding. Would you do that? <laughs> would I want to have that done to me, or would I do that for somebody? Either or. I, I guess I'd, I'd do whatever anybody wanted, but for me, I think I would want to be cremated, but I don't know if I'd want to go to Disney. Um, there's there's several places that, that I've absolutely loved um, that, that I, I would pick out. I'd, and I don't know depending on what my mood is, I would say the Black Hills of South Dakota, the top of Mount Aliakala in, uh, on Maui um, would be some, and this, the stream Columbia run uh, behind my parents' place. <laughs> or hedonism. Or hedonism. <laughs> uh, lay me down on somebody's towel. <laughs> somebody's beach towel. <laughs> I don't know if I'd, uh, I don't know which attraction. Maybe, uh, I don't know. How about the, I got, uh. I gotta check out the new Star Wars world. 
was a mine ride. Oh, uh, you know the country. You, you, it wouldn't want to be done at uh, Ellen's Energy Saver. Nobody goes there. <laughs> What's the? You know where I'd I'd want to be in the Carousel of Progress. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Everybody loves that song, or the Hall of Presidents. But you know, you, you get. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Man, uh, James Monroe is looking awfully dusty. <laughs> he looks a little ashen. <laughs> oh. No, I don't know where where I would go. Um, I would think, I would think you'd want to be somewhere where you're part of a life cycle. So if they could plant you, but you know, in Disney, everything gets you know torn down and rebuilt, and, and no, nothing's very, terribly permanent there. Is it? Well, you've got like the things that have always been there, like Pirates of the Caribbean, Small World, Jungle Cruise. I mean, they re- they update them every once in a while. Uh, okay. Re reimagineer them. <laughs> as mm, the Disney, very nice. The, the Disney term Imagineering. I don't know if you know much about that, but uh, actually, uh, I I loved going to Disney. I never thought that I would. I looked into. I loved it so much that I looked into getting a job down there. And uh, it came down to what the pay was, and it was the same pay that I got up here, but the cost of living was so much higher down there that it was a major, well, a major offset. The The benefit that you did get was you could go to the park and your family could go to the park as much as you wanted, but I imagine You're that even at Disney, after a while, you would go, ah, oh, again? <laughs> No income tax in Florida. No state income tax. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but it was so humid. I, and that you know, we were talking about Michigan and how nice it was. The talking with some of the locals up there, they say, sure, uh, but the it's nice to here for two weeks in the summer, <laughs> but the winters are absolutely brutal and they last for uh, thirteen months. <laughs> So down in Florida, in Orlando, I got to imagine that the summers are just, oh, that humidity, I just cannot handle. But I imagine you get used to it, whatever. Yeah. We've gone, we've gone in July and August in the past to Disney. And it is, it's just, yeah. Well, we saw you down there. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? We ran into you. Well, yeah. we, we were talking on the phone. I called you for your birthday early because I'm like, Man, I'm calling you to wish you a happy birthday because uh, we're going down to Disney uh, on your birthday. I won't get a chance to call you. And you're like, are you kidding me? And you were leaving for Disney. You thought Penny put me up to it or something. Right, right. I, and then, lo and behold, there you guys are. We run into you at uh, an Epcot Center, I think. Yeah, we. Uh, well, we were at the same resort, kind of. We're, oh, that's right, we're both yeah. at Port Orleans. You were Riverside and we were French Quarter. Mm-hmm. So we met to go swimming over at Riverside where you guys were. And then we met, um, we ran into each other at Animal Kingdom, I think. And then we had dinner together at Epcot at the German uh, Beer Garden. What was that place? It was, it was in Germany. Was it the, was, is it called the Beer Garden? Uh, I think it was Biergarten. Okay, I'm sorry. Another uh, all-you-can-eat buffet type. <laughs> type 
right. Oh, that's right. They were they, they were they had the yeah, group the up there that was singing and, singers. and there was the. I thought you were going to get up and do the yodeling. Uh, I you know I didn't look the part, Matt. I didn't have on my lederhosen or anything like that. I am Swiss, right? A court. I I did one of those twenty three and me's and. It came back just like my family history. <laughs> no surprises. Swiss and Italian and English. So, and uh, I guess some Hungarian too. Now I'm thinking about it, but yeah. But that was fun going going down there and running into you. We should plan a big trip <laughs> after the kids so, leave. After the podcast really takes off, after, <laughs> we could podcast right we, from we could the do remotes. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Matt, we did get some listener email. Oh, yeah? Yeah. People are still listening? Well, I don't know. They might have all hit unsubscribe You've since we haven't mail. done one in a long time. Oh. But well, we got to change that around. More content. More content. So our last episodes were the Gargette episodes, and we did hear, hear uh, from a few people who really liked them. So well, they were very popular. Yeah. We had over 4,000 people download <laughs> the Gargette episode. Something like that. I think that's the number. Uh, first email. Boys, you did a fantastic job with the Gargette show. Loved every second of it. Your knowledge on the topic showed how much effort went into preparing for the saga. How you pieced the segments amongst yourself. Yourselves. Sorry. The post-production effort. Where to stop? Part one and start. Uh, where to stop? Part one and start part two. Seriously, you can tell you guys are coming along. Please do more of these types of shows. You are far from being good, but I truly liked every moment I listened. Uh, to boast, I usually listen when I do yard work over the weekend. I actually found myself trying to come up with other chores and odd jobs to upkeep outside of my house just so I could. Listen to the end of the Gargette tragedy. Keep it up. Uh, a from A Z, and then wait. He said you're far from good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the nicest email we've ever got. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, here's another one. Um, I listened attentively to part one and was so excited to listen to part two. Uh, oh, the title of this. I'm sorry. The subject line was "Loved Your Last Podcast." Uh, I listened attentively to part one and was so excited to listen to part two. I loved how you put everything together and packed it into a very neatly yet robust podcast show. As a listener, you can definitely tell that you were not only well-versed on the topic, but also sharp with the details and how to relay the information effectively to your audience while doing so in an entertaining fashion. I'm, that's what we're going for, Matt. Entertaining. And fashion. <laughs> <laughs> And be you should well see versed. my pajamas. <laughs> I also want to comment and say that I agree with you 100% on your take with Norman Angel's uh, Great Illusion. I can imagine that it was definitely a perplexed predicament as to whether World War I would, con- would break out considering all the tremendous advancements the countries have made through globalization. Anyway, bravo, bravo. I can't wait to listen to... Parts three to five of Blueprint for Armageddon. Hey, that's not even our podcast. That's Dan. That's the Dan. Oh, that's Dan well. Carlin. Her, oh, I think this isn't for us. <laughs> oh. Sounded great for a while. 
But yeah, we got some nice emails. Uh, there's one. I got a list going. Uh, Scott is more annoying than a third grader. Sign Scott's children. And then mm. the other one is, <laughs> I can't wait to read Matt's next book. Diary of a Crappy Podcast Host. Sign Matt's son. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> I don't think these are from well, our children. No, that wouldn't be my book, would it? <laughs> that would be my book. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, uh, hey, Matt, real quick. I know we're coming to the end of our episode. We are uh, we are working on a new episode from one of the Richfield's uh, founding fathers, Everett oh, Farnham. This, yeah, little tease, Everett Farnham. Farnham Manor. So we're, we're working on putting that together. We want to do it justice. We're not going to rush into it, even though it is close to Halloween here, and it would be perfect content for a Halloween episode. Uh, but we're going to pump the brakes. We don't want to... <laughs> We've had too much to do the last four months. I mean, I'm in a tennis league, for God's sakes. Hey, man, I'm 2-42. and 42. I've won two and lost 42 games. Um, wow! Does that mean two people didn't show up? No. Well, this is games, not matches. So you know, you oh, played a six. Okay. So uh, I've had seven matches. I've won zero. Okay. Um, but I took two people to. It took two people seven games to beat me instead of six. Most people just go six and zero against me, but mm -hmm. I've made two people work, and uh, they actually lost a game to me. And last week I almost. Uh, Broke my arm uh, running into a cinder block wall, chasing a ball. <laughs> I, uh, my, my doubles partner told me to let the ball bounce. Yeah. Uh, instead of trying to hit it in the air. Because then you can judge it a little better. And so I, this was a line drive, not a, not a like pop fly type situation. Uh, not a lob shot. This was more a uh, forehand coming at me. And I'm like, that might go out. But it didn't go out. It stayed in. I tried chasing it down, and I went right into this curtain. But about two <laughs> feet on the other side of this curtain was a cinder block wall. And I tore up my elbow, and I thought I, I, thought I broke it. I bruised my hip. <laughs> <laughs> All the while, your doubles partner is going, oh, please. I oh, went please, stay down, stay down, stay down, stay <laughs> down. I think my my mind was kind of telling me maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore, but I think I'm getting better, Matt. Oh, well, I. What made you think? Uh, just out of curiosity, have you played tennis before? No. Oh, okay. I played with Rachel and the boys, and then I said, "I I have a racket. I might as well take take the sport up." Why not? Well, I you know I applaud your your enthusiasm for it and and the fact that you just went went for it. Uh, that's more than I've done. I've uh, I've, I've started running again a little bit. Uh, Jack joined cross country this year and they finished their season up, and uh, I went to go training with them and I thought oh, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to outrun him and make him feel bad. I'll just you know try to keep pace with them and you know give him some pointers while we're going. I said, all right, let's let's jog around this. It's a mile and a half, 
and uh, you know, I'll, I'll stick with you. You keep up, and uh, we'll talk about it when we're done. Three steps out, he's gone. Oh my gosh! Is he with his friends? <laughs> no, he was just. It was just, it was just, just uh, he and I, oh. and uh, and he was just gone. And he he would he'd run out and run back. Are you okay, Dad? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. <laughs> he's very considerate. He'd run back out and run back. So this mile and a half loop, I think he did about 4.3 miles <laughs> running out and running back to make sure that I was still, you know. It's one way to build up his endurance. Keep yeah, it, it worked, worked well for him. <laughs> oh, it, 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 was, uh, it, it was just a side of humiliating. But cause that used to be my thing, man. I used to be a runner. And yeah. now it was more of a waddle than anything else. Speaking of waddles, uh, Rachel signed us all up for a turkey trot on Thanksgiving. So I guess I, I bought some shoes, but I haven't tried them out yet. I should probably do that before the race, huh? Yeah, you want to break those kind of those in. Yeah. So you don't want any blisters on your feet. Maybe I'll do that. So on Thanksgiving Day, you guys are going to go for, was it a 5K? It's, it is a 5K in Hinkley. Have you ever run a 5K before? Uh, yes, I ran one 5K. All right. Back, uh, let's see, six years ago? Uh, your, your body will remember that, muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably don't even need to really train for that. Nah. Hey, I ran that 5K uh, that you were at, that you walked. But you walking that 5K and me running that 5K, I think you were only three minutes behind me. I, I take long strides. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm maybe I should train for it. I don't know. You'll be surprised how fast you get your body gets back into it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm busy. I don't have time for this training. I gotta. I gotta work on my serve. And your podcast. And my, and my podcast exactly. We're glad to be back at this, Matt. One thing we didn't talk about. I don't know if we want to bring it up here. Uh, you came up with a cocktail, the official cocktail of South Richfield. And I don't think yes. we ever brought, we never talked about it at the beginning of the summer. Yeah, is this a summer drink, do you think? The SRP? Yeah. We talked about it. We did? We didn't? I think so. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have. But it definitely is a summer drink. We put it on the website, so it's, it's out there on Facebook. Maybe we did talk about it. Maybe I'll cut this out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did come up with a nice fall drink. Oh, it could it could be tell. it's uh, and it was sort of an accident. Um, I was just looking at, uh, and I don't know if this exists already, and it's got to exist. I think it does, but, but I'm not going to ruin. All right, <laughs> but uh, ruin it like you do everything else. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. But it's it's got to exist because I was I was looking. I had apple juice in the fridge, and I was thinking, you know, I don't think I've ever had a drink with apple juice in it, other than you know apple cider. So um, I grabbed the apple juice, and there's just maybe about an inch of apple juice left in the bottle. And I looked underneath, and we had some whiskey, some Jack Daniel's whiskey. It, again, about an inch left in the bottom of the bottle. So I got to thinking, what happens if we put these two together? So, I uh, measured it out, three parts apple juice, two parts 
Jack Daniels whiskey, um, over ice, of course, a dash of lime for some brightness, again, and then some maple syrup just drizzled over top, maple syrup because it's fall. Mix it all together, and um, you got yourself a nice autumnal beverage. <laughs> and because it had apple juice and Jack Daniels, I thought, Applejack. Well, Matt, the Applejack originated in the American colonial period. So what, what, what? <laughs> it's, it says, at least on Wikipedia, Applejack is a strong apple-flavored alcoholic drink produced from apples popular in the American colonial period. The name derives from jacking, or a, a term for increasing alcohol content. Oh, so what now? Jacking. Oh, okay. It's specifically for freeze distilling, which is the p- traditional method for producing the drink. So, uh, yeah, it's not, I mean, it, it's not a recipe more than a, uh, I guess, a, a thing, a drink. A, a whole spirit, it sounds whole, like. Ex- yeah. Exactly. They have bottles of it. All right. Well, well I mine like was yours. great. Yours has maple so, syrup. Yeah, and, and don't forget the lime. And just to brighten it up, I, I recommend it to our <laughs> listeners out there. Maybe I'll put, a, I'll send some pictures and post them on Facebook. Just the same. You should, you should, and it's gonna. I think it's gonna be very popular. Not as popular as the it's SRP. A, the SRP really took off. Seltzer rum pineapple. That was great. That's right. Everybody loved it. I like the froth. If you have, I think you, you put a nice froth on that. It really makes sets the drink apart. And you get a little mustache. Right. And then your wife will lick... Well, never mind. Um, (laughs) Your wife will hand you a napkin and say, oh, you got something on your lip. Now that sounds like my wife. (laughs) Finish it off with, Mm. you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we've come to the end of this uh, episode of the South Richfield Podcast, Matt. It's been a pleasure. It's been great getting back in it. Sorry to our listeners. <laughs> I don't know if sorry I'm sorry. Sorry for taking so long and sorry for putting you through this. Exactly. Yeah. I want to apologize for both. Stay tuned. We've got some big stuff in store for season four. Wow. Four se- this is our fourth season. I think we're really hitting our stride. <laughs> That's what we said last season. <laughs> well, we didn't know. Well, we did. We, we, we ended hit, on a real high note. We ended up with, I mean, really... We won all those awards. The poor, the poor Gargette family uh, suffered. And we're just uh, riding their coattails. Ian, Matt, we're probably going to be appearing at the Richfield Historical Society this, to discuss the Gargette tragedy sometime in the spring. They've tapped us to come be their guest speakers. Oh, yeah, so stay <laughs> tuned. There will be more information on that as it comes up. <laughs> I, I caught you by surprise there. Yeah, you did. And I'm hearing a really loud rumble outside my house. That caught me more by surprise. Yeah, I, hear, I hear something. What's going on? I don't know. Well, I'll let you go investigate. So. Okay. Well, it's nice knowing you the aliens take me. <laughs> all right. Uh, to all our listeners, thanks for listening. And stay classy, South Richfield. <laughs> <laughs>